Good evening. I'd like to welcome everyone to the Experiencer Podcast, the podcast that brings you upfront and personal with past and present enigmatic experiences from individuals who have witnessed or even interacted with the strange, the extraordinary, and the otherwise unknown existence of UFOs or aliens. If you've had an out-of-this-world experience you'd like to share, please reach out to me at theexperiencerpodcast at gmail.com. If you have photos or footage of UFOs, IAPs, or any other extraordinary phenomena and would like to share it, please forwarded to the experiencer podcast at gmail.com humbled to be able to broadcast with you all today and share the following experiences. I'm going to keep this simple. I'll introduce our guests and otherwise we'll jump right into the show and we'll let her tell us the gist of it. This is Terry Ann from Phoenix, Arizona. Thank you for being with us here today. You're more than welcome. Uh, Terry is kind enough to spend some time with us today to share and hopefully just maybe inspire folks to a more mind-opening dialogue around this sort of subject. Uh, please, Terry, do us a favor and begin by giving us the setting. Maybe start with uh, telling us where and when and how old you were when all this took place. Uh, probably my first experience would be 1974. I would say it was in November, Phoenix, Arizona driving down uh, Northern, and it was around 15th First Avenue, and there was a flying saucer. And it was really funny, because I was driving, I went, oh, there's a flying saucer. <laughs> and it started coming down toward my uh, windshield. It was probably uh, where I could still see it, but not real close. And then it started coming at me, and then it made a Yui, and my window was down. And as it did, it gave a real strong whoosh. And I'm telling you, when I got home, I was like, okay, I just saw a flying saucer. <laughs> and um, it was very interesting because uh, I was pregnant with my first child, and I was really nervous about that one <laughs> yeah. when I was so. But I laid in bed that night thinking, oh, don't come after me. <laughs> oh, wow. When you say yeah. it made a Yui, uh, can you describe that? Uh, it came down and then it went by my, my window. It sort of came closer at the window and my window was down when it, it was like coming and then curved to my uh, driver's side. Okay. Thank and then you. it, and then it took off and I heard this whoosh. And I mean, it just rang in my ear. It wasn't like anything you've ever heard. So you were driving down, um, like a, a regular street, not a highway or no, a street. And, and so it sounds like it was coming at you towards your car at your passenger or at your driver's side window not at your windshield is that correct well first it was coming at me in front oh. and then it made then it came around and swerved at oh. my window like so and it, it almost, was a little lower yeah. and then it went whoosh and took off up oh wow space. 
Okay, so it, almost know. like it flew <laughs> over you and then whooshed past your, your driver's side window. That's it. Oh, wow. And uh, can you describe it all for us? Um, size, shape, color? Did you see, you know, was it circular, Did it triangular? Probably about 9 o'clock at night, and it was dark, and it was a dark street. So all I can say, it was uh, just bright lights around like a, how do I put it? Like a circular light, just lights, just spinning, and uh, and then had just taken off. It wasn't like a bunch of lights. It was like one light that kept, I guess you could say, but it just sort of like a solid stayed that way. A solid glowing light that, was, that turned or did a. No, it was like light all the way around it. Oh, around its edges. It wasn't blinking. It was just all like it was like light bulb to it. Yeah, like a glow. Yeah, a glow. Thank you, a glow. Okay, excellent. I get that. Went from when you first saw it approach to when it whooshed overhead of you. How long do you think that was? Um, twenty minutes. Wait, it lasted twenty minutes. Well, I was driving for about twenty minutes. Yeah, I would say about fifteen twenty minutes. You saw it that long head. in front of you. Well, it was. Maybe 10 minutes. You're talking a long time ago. Right, right. But, um, but still, that's a, quite a long time. So were you um, were you sitting still when, at all or you were driving the whole time? No, I was driving the whole time. That's what was funny. I just went, oh, there's a flying saucer. <laughs> so did it pop up and then maneuver ahead of you or did it stay in your vision for like 10 minutes? Mm, good question. Like you're saying you were driving for about 10 minutes and you just saw it for a minute. Is that what you're describing? No, I had been on the road longer than that, uh, but it was probably maybe five minutes on top, five minutes to the side, and then oh, wow. back up in the space. Oh, wow. So it was in front of you in your vision for well, a minute. Well, I could see it at a distance, okay? Figure yeah. this out. I right. saw, oh, because I looked at the sky and I'm driving. It's dark and I go, oh, there's a blind saucer. But the only thing that decided to come at me. What made you immediately identify it as a flying saucer? Was it just that it was a single pulsing glow versus plane, you know, blinking plane lights? Was definite, it because no plane? No, it was a definite, definite. And you can identify it moving from the very beginning. That's why you knew it was a saucer, or what made you? you know? I did. Yeah, you could tell it wasn't no. It was well, just moving even, fast enough and, and smooth enough that you knew it was going way faster than a plane or something to that effect. Right. But to uh, verify it, I went to my friend's house about a month later. And uh, what happened was her brother was in the backyard the same night because he was saying, Terry, I got a picture of a flying saucer. I go, what? And it was my flying saucer. And he sent the picture to NASA. So that right there, I even saw it in, you know, when he showed me that picture. And you describe it just, it only whooshed. So obviously it was very silent. You didn't hear any roar of an engine, nothing like that as it flew over. No. Mm -mm. Tell me a little bit, if you will, about the uh, friend whose brother sent the photo to NASA. What did that, you, you immediately identified it, obviously, as your, your saucer. Right. Oh, yes, that was it. Um, and NASA, they didn't want to say anything about it. He said they were, and the brother was not, but he was like, 
probably 17. We're not talking a little boy here. So he knew what he was doing. Um, so he was just saying NASA didn't want to discuss it any further. <laughs> wow. Um, is there anything else that transpired about that story that you recall? Um, anything else that stands out? Any thoughts about when it flew over you? Well, I had a couple of uh, girlfriends, and they were, I don't know how to put it, but they were bound and determined. They would go and sit on a mountain and hope that they would see a flying saucer because they thought, oh, we could go, and, and they were just flying saucer fanatics. I mean, it was in my brain, but I never paid attention. So, so I guess when I saw that, I said, well, there's the flying saucer. And I'm thinking the girls needed to see that, but they oh, didn't. Wow. <laughs> so obviously hanging out with these girls and their ritual of trying to summon flying saucers was prior to this incident? Yes. Interesting. Very cool. Now, um, may I ask you one, one other peculiar question? That night driving home, when you saw that saucer, you mentioned you were pregnant. You didn't have any missing time by chance from when you saw the saucer and got home or from when you left the one place and then, you know, got to the second place. You, you didn't um, notice or experience any missing time, did you? No. Uh -uh. Very interesting. Uh, and uh, tell me, uh, is has there been any other experiences of the same kind since? Um, you did mention hanging with these young ladies who tried to summon. Is there anything else you'd like to share about that? Oh, I, I couldn't even begin to, uh, was it ongoing? Was it, uh, did they have a ritual to it? Or were they just, you know, silly young ladies going for a hike at the top of a mountain and, uh, you know, using yeah, flashlights? They were just silly. Yeah, they, they were just, uh, uh, I can't even, uh, remember what I would do is I would babysit the kids <laughs> and they would go on their trip. <laughs> Oh, interesting. Okay. So they were older than you? Or they were friends? Uh, they were friends, yeah. Okay. And they just called you, Terry, we need you to watch your brother. We're going up to the mountain to summon aliens, huh? Something, yeah. That's that's about it. That's they interesting. Just, yeah. Yeah, it's sort of what, crazy. What but... inspired that, do you think? Did they ever share anything? Um, they had other friends that were sort of strange. <laughs> Uh, into uh, past lives, uh, sign, any all kinds of stuff. But oh well, so um, strange to to the average person. But they were into interesting or new age or new age. That's perfect. Yes, sir. There you go. Okay. So so to them, they were kind of on some transcendental or hey, let's let's go up to that's the mountain. That's perfect. Yes. Try to medium up to these guys. It's closer to them. Yeah, they there. had a medium that was a friend of theirs. That's a good way to put it. She was a medium. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. Wow. And then your deal happened afterwards. So you're like, hey, ladies, uh, you're missing you're missing the uh, the real experience over here, huh? I actually never told them. Oh, yeah? <laughs> they would be so mad at me. <laughs> so, just a little jealous. Wow. So how about, how about any other, if I may press again, any other UFO experiences um, since then? Uh, jumping. Yes, I had an experience. Um, to sum it up, I had a dream. Um, I was very uh, sick. I had not watched any um, 
movies, anything to do with aliens or anything. So you're talking from 74, this is 1979. And um, I was ill. I was actually quarantined at my parents' house. Okay. Uh, the kids were with my mom's housekeeper at their house. And I went to sleep and I had a dream. And it was so vivid that um, <laughs> I can't forget it. Um, it what, was what a flying you, uh, saucer. What hmm? were you? Well, I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm so sorry. What were you? Um, what were you sick of? What were? You, if you don't mind me asking. Uh, I was working two jobs. I was going through a divorce, and so I had my children in the nursery, and. Uh, during the day and in the nursery, they had a breakout of hepatitis. Oh, wow. So being the mother I am, I thought, okay, I better get a shot. Well, I got the hepatitis shot, and within 24 hours, I had hepatitis. That's why my kids, I was in quarantine. Instead of going to the hospital, I went to my mom and dad's house. Okay, okay, thank you. And back to the exciting part, I'm so sorry. No, and so um, I went to sleep, and it was like a movie. Um, I mean, it wasn't. I had, as I said, I haven't wa watched anything like it before. So a flying saucer had landed, well, a spaceship, and it was very vivid. It was because my parents had this uh, the driveway, and then right next to the driveway was this patch of grass, and uh, it landed. And the next thing I know, I'm put on a gurney, and it was like the door opened, and it was like an escalator. And I went up, and when I went into the spaceship, I wasn't frightened. It was a very warm, loving, it was really strange. It was a warm, loving experience, and I saw all these lights and boards. You know, everything was like, do 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 like, and they were around me, and they weren't, like, touching me. Um, I was under a, uh, I mean, they had me covered, like a white, not like a sheet. I don't know. It was, I remember it's like a soft cloth over me, okay. but they had this, they were uh, putting, like, um, it had, like, co uh, cords, but it had something, but they wouldn't touch me. Anyway, they did their thing on me, and the next thing I know, they pushed me down the escalator, like, and brought me down. And I opened my eyes. I thought, whoa, okay, that was a dream I won't forget. Keep in mind, I was jaundiced from the hepatitis and yellow and everything else, fever. Oh, wow. So when I was like, wow, I opened my hands. And both my hands was like full. It wasn't like diamonds, but it was like, I don't know how to say it. My hands were absolutely full of sparkles. I mean, both of them just low. I kept, what in the world? I was shaking my hands. I was trying to get rid of it and waiting. And it was just glowing, my hands. But the interesting thing was I was healed. My skin was white. My eyes were white. My fever. <laughs> I remember I says, Mom, I can go home now. <laughs> How did but, your parents uh, react? I mean, obviously not necessarily to you telling them, but to you looking better the next morning all of a sudden. 
um, there were, yeah, God healed me. That was just the idea, the feeling, the sentiment. Yeah, I wasn't about to say a spaceship to her. She would have thought, okay, Terry, it's a medicine. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. Fair enough. But, uh, yes, that's, uh, that's what happened. And it seems, um, number seven seems to be my number for things to happen to me. Uh, again, because... I don't know if you got my text last night. You, this is episode seven, by the way. Uh, see, well, there you go. Um, well, I was, I was born number seven, so. <laughs> wow. Interesting. And it was in the seventies when everything happened. Um, thank you. Um, so this last episode, you mentioned glowing hands. Um, Mm -hmm. did it feel like some kind of, you know, I'm I'm reaching a little bit here, but did it feel like some kind of ointment that they put on you? Were you literally glowing, sparkling, you know, what kind of, uh, it was, um, okay. When I opened my hands, um, it was like every part of my hand, like somebody had just put sparkles on me. Hmm. And it was in my palms. It was in the inside of my fingers. It was just totally sparkles, you know, glitter, 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 but it wasn't, it was, you know, (laughs) because I said, did I fall into some glitter or something? No, I didn't. (laughs) Were you afraid at all? No. And when you woke that's up in the morning. one thing about me. I don't know what there is. There's something about me that seems to be cool and calm. <laughs> I like that. I like that, Terry. Uh, how about in the morning? Was there any residual or residue on your hands at all in the morning when you woke up or when you came to? That's what I'm saying. When I woke up from my dream. Yeah, that's when it was. My it, hand. Oh, it wasn't in the dream that you saw this glowing effort on your hand. It was literally as you woke up. As I woke up. Oh. Right. I said, oh. What kind of dream was it? And then when I looked and I went, oh, that wasn't a dream. <laughs> wow. And of course, noticed immediately your your skin tone was a little different and healthier. Yeah, that was it. And did, when you woke up, did you wake up like, you know, middle of the night and went back to sleep? Or did you wake up in the morning? I woke up in the morning. Interesting. I couldn't tell you. Probably like early, 7 o'clock in the morning, really early. Did you run downstairs like, Ma, I'm, I'm healed? <laughs> no, I um, have a different kind of family. I was just very quiet and let her think that uh, God had healed me. Indeed. Overstood. If I would have told her a spaceship, oh my gosh. Okay, Terry. <laughs> You'd go from quarantine to the uh, asylum, huh? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> No doubt. No I doubt. never, I was here, I was uh, very quiet about my life. I understand. Well, thank you. Have you, thank you for, you know, taking the time and the energy to share with us today. Have you had the, ch- the chance to share this with anybody else, uh, close loved ones or otherwise before? No, it's interesting. It's just now, I guess the time you know, between everything that's going on in my life, I guess it's, it's, uh, the only thing I can say is I know they're out there. They're friendly. Um, not be afraid. And if they are, they're just trying to, uh, send a warm 
loving message. And uh, they did look like aliens, and I'll leave it at that, but I didn't have any fear. Thank you. I, 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 that does lead me to my final question about your experiences themselves was uh, we talked about the craft, but did any of the aliens were some of them different heights? Did you have one? Did you have three? And is there any details you can tell us? about? There was four of them. There was four. There was two uh, for the gurney and two that were already busy with the lights and the computers. Then I wouldn't have known that, but you know, that's what I'll say. That's interesting. So like two assistants and two who were waiting for you. We're actually sitting in a, a chair. Really? A stainless steel chair, white chair, plastic chair, see-through. Uh, I would say everything was like stainless steel. Nice. Interesting. So four total. That's really peculiar. And um, how about uh, their look? Were they all the same height? Was the ones that brought you in taller, shorter? Versus the ones that were waiting. Oh, you're having me go back. Um, I am. <laughs> they didn't have clothes on because it was like aliens. I can't explain it. I mean, their 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 little thin bodies was their clothes, I guess. And and please, I know not only was this you know forty plus years ago, but also. Um, you may have been drugged. You may have been, you know, un- under it. Uh, you know, obviously not in your fullest awareness and potential. So I was um, under no drugs whatsoever. No, I mean not your own drugs. Um, you know, the way that we describe our experiences with them is very much mm-hmm. similar to how we tranquilize and or, uh, you know, use anesthesia. Well, uh, on the a patient. only thing that I'm thinking, which take it for what it's worth, is. There is no time with them. And I did have that light on my car with me. Mm-hmm. So who knows? As soon as I got ill, they thought, remember that lady way back when? Because <laughs> that was just uncanny. So uh, you don't think um, that this experience of them... It was all meant to be. You don't have any other private, uh, excuse me, um, prior or since close interactions uh, experiences? Those were the only oh, like, yeah. close encounters? Or you've had other since? I've, I've had, well, it's a cute, I've had spiritual encounters and I've had like, and then I've had the alien encounters. Right. But these are the only two alien encounters or have you had any since? No. And um and um by all means I I love to hear, you know, if I may delve into it and that's up to you. So please, you know, you don't feel that you have to. Uh I like to ask a, a bit about the spiritual encounters, but um so to wrap up the UFO, the alien encounters, you do you feel or interpret, think or intuit that this was a lone encounter with them or do you think that they might have you know, maybe there's some other things you do or don't remember, or do you think you know there's anything else going on? They could that? have, they could have done something with me. I don't know, but I wasn't afraid when I woke up. I was actually quite in a good mood. <laughs> I bet if you're not sick for the first time in days. Okay, so let's let's allow me to move forward then, and I will say. Um, my follow-up question is usually, have you ever had 
paranormal experiences of any kind. So even if they're spiritual, please, if, if we may, I'd love to hear a little bit about that. Well, that's in your bootstraps. <laughs> um, I was uh, thought everything was uh, going well with me. In, in uh, I was in uh, acting, uh, you know, modeling, movies, beauty, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Everything's going good, and I ended up getting in an automobile accident. What year is this? Nineteen. Okay, hold on here. Um, wow, you know what? I mean, you're getting me thinking now because I was 24 and that was 74, so it was actually the same year. Just realized that. <laughs> How about that? You were 24 that had and it would have been yeah, 1974 it was probably, when you had the first child? Uh, she was born January 21st, 1975. I was pregnant. That so was 1974. So this was, well, let me explain. Could have been 70. So I was 24 years old, September. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, when I got in my accident, um, I was turning left. And for some reason, I don't scream or kick. I was very comfortable. I saw this red vehicle coming, and I was making a left turn, and I knew it was going to get hit. And all I did was put my head down. And I said, I wish I could put it in reverse. And I started saying the Lord's Prayer. At that moment, I was taking an out-of-body experience. And I will never forget this. Um, It was like I was. Uh, floating like the parts of my body I can't explain it but they're like separating but it was a very comfortable unbelievable feeling and to the right I could hear like heavenly music well all of a sudden there's this very beautiful spiritual white light extremely bright and I said oh god this is so beautiful it's wonderful but I never had a chance to have kids. If I could just have a chance to have kids. Well, next thing I know, I was back in my car. It was perfectly parallel parked. I don't remember, uh, to, no ambulances, no nothing, except when I went to uh, where my car was. I looked over and I told the guy, I says, oh, it already went through the, you know, the compactor. I had a 70 blue Camaro and the back was pushed into the front. The uh, passenger side was pushed in the driver's side, completely smashed down. Wow. And he says, lady, that's the way it came in. Well, I never had a cut, a scratch, a whiplash. I had nothing. What? And, um, so that was definitely a miracle. And then four to six weeks later, I was pregnant with my first child. So that was a pretty busy year for me. (laughs) Indeed. Indeed. Sounds epic in a personal level. So there you go. Yes. And then I found out later a witness had said, um, he'd seen my accident 
and uh, it changed his life. And it was a year later because I was hoping to find out what happened. And uh, he said he was sitting in a restaurant and he saw my car not spin once, twice. It spent five times. Um, the car's hitting. But then all of a sudden, an angel came out of the sky, picked up my car, and parallel parked it and went back up to heaven. You mean parallel so parked it on the street, obviously. like that. Yeah, parallel parked to the other side of the street. Holy hell. <laughs> or heaven. <laughs> so and not then, only did you wake up parallel parked wondering what in the hell, your car smashed to pieces, um, but you're Actually, somehow... Actually, there was a policeman saying, are you okay? And I said, yes, I'm fine. Thank you. <laughs> that You have me at a loss for words, Terry. Let me tell you what. That's really something. Well, to the audience out there, um, everybody has a purpose in their life, and it's like a puzzle, and mm. they'll find out what's in that puzzle they want, and if they get out of that puzzle, they can get back into the puzzle to keep them on purpose. So no matter what's happening in their life, don't be afraid. That's part of it. Just look at it, throw your shoulders back, put your head up high, and say this too will pass. Mm. Thank you, Terry. You know, I don't I don't want to get too much into your personal life, but is there any other standout spiritual experiences like that that you'd like to share? Um, obviously, you know, we're giving all praises to the universe at this point. Well, um I have three beautiful daughters and I told each one of them they're miracles. That's right. Because they are, and they're miracles today. They all have special gifts. They excel in what they do. So I'm very, very blessed there. Um, I think when I came back, even though I had a different kind of life, uh, I knew uh, God has a perfect plan for everybody, but it may not be easy, but if it was, you wouldn't grow. Indeed. And I had the love of my life. It took finally a fourth husband. <laughs> I thought I had it right, but uh, the Lord took him home suddenly. In fact, it'll be seven years. June 21st since he passed. What was his name? What was his name? His name was Scott. Beautiful. Fourth husband. And Scott. seven years ago he passed. Yes. And uh, I'm sorry. To what happened was um, he called me his blue eyed angel, but he actually was mine because he brought me closer to God because the fourth husband was my Christian husband mm -hmm. and without going any further um, I ended up well let me put it this way everybody has spiritual gifts and I kept mine very quiet which I still I'm talking but um, <laughs> the spirit 
of healing and the spirit of prophecy is what I've been given. Definitely two that you would keep to yourself versus throwing around. I understand. And, oh, no, I I have been prophesied. I have been told. But when I, I, I give all the glory to him, uh, I take no credit, no nothing mm-hmm. for it. And I just live each day to the fullest. And I'm thankful. And if I'm able to keep doing what I'm doing, then that's what I do. And by all means, it took a lifetime to get here. I understand. Is there anything last you'd like to say about um, these events? You know, have they have they left you um, interpreting life any different? Uh, you know, obviously changed you in many ways. Well, I was brought up. Everybody has problems when they're growing up. Well, mine was very um, different. Anybody, but it was. Um, Issues, drugs, um, alcoholic, abuse, etc. Um, and my sister was very mentally ill. But I was a happy-go-lucky child, put it that way. Mm-hmm. And I lived almost like, I guess, in a glass bubble. But what I can say is if it hadn't have been for, and I don't blame them. My parents did the best they could. They didn't know any difference. I loved them. Rest in peace. Same to you. Um, but I was growing. Um, I I made up my mind a long time ago about alcohol and drugs just because I experienced it from such a young age. So it actually made me stronger. So they more or less call me a survivor. Beautiful. Beautiful that but you the most, overcame. The most wonderful thing is people is to have passion in their heart and love. You got to have love. You have to have love in you. Indeed. Love your enemies. Love everybody. Right. That's the challenge. Because hatred does not solve anything. And it just keeps repeating, doesn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. It will eat you up like a disease. Indeed. Indeed. And cause them. And cause one in our bodies and minds. Um, may May I? ask another question in relation to the spiritual and the uh, UFO experiences. Uh, Terry, has anyone in your family, mother, father, uh, anybody's, you know, experienced anything similar? No. um, I was actually brought up from a wealthy family, so I would say the uh, nannies that we had are the ones that protected me, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I could say that my mom said she loved me at night and say good night to me, but she never did, mm-hmm. nor did my father. Mm-hmm. But that was just the way they were in those. I don't know. Yeah, folks um, were tough. But in, in turn, days. I always told my kids though I loved them very much, and I hugged them, and I made sure how important they are to me. Yeah. So I'm a grandma. Mother, grandma, and a great grandma. <laughs> now that's a survivor and a beautiful full circle. Mm. Uh, I, I have one final question, Terry. I ask this of everybody, <laughs> and it's a really simple question, really simple follow up. Helps our view, our listeners interpret, you know, the data points here. 
And that this final question is, have you ever reported this to any agency such as a MUFON, National UFO Reporting Center, anything like that as far as your UFO encounters? No, I never have because it was just something that was just sitting there. Maybe this was the time was to come out was to tell you because I just thought, oh, well, <laughs> I, I'm not that way. I wasn't going to say, hey, get to this story. It's because it was the right time I'm supposed to share it was now. If I had shared it then, I may not be sharing it with you now and having a whole different outlook on it because I'm not there to say, oh, let's see what we can do. You know, that's not where my heart's at. Well, I so certainly, certainly appreciate you again, Terry, um, especially that you haven't reported it, that you haven't had many to uh -uh. share with. Um, I thank you. Thank you for sharing it with us. And hopefully it will bring some edification to folks if they have an experience that this is real. It wasn't a hallucination. Uh, I did see this in the sky or I did experience the spiritual encounter that saved my life. It was real, and uh, therefore, you know, the endowments on life and the worth of life is is rich and real. So. Can you share that with me? <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. I'll share this episode with you as well. Um, Terry, thank you so much for coming on the show today. We really appreciate having you. Well, you're more than welcome. You have a blessed evening. Thank you. Thank you so much, Terry. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in today. If you enjoyed what you heard, please don't hesitate to like, subscribe, or follow the Experiencer Podcast. If you have an experience you'd like to share, you can contact me at theexperiencerpodcast at gmail.com. Also, the Experiencer Podcast is building a companion website that will showcase and feature any and all accompanying photos, footage, or details allowed or submitted alongside episodes featured on our podcast. The Experiencer Podcast is seeking and now accepting any footage or alleged sightings, encounters, or experiences caught on camera. Please forward any links, footage, or photos via WeTransfer or Dropbox to the email theexperiencerpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, everybody, and until next time, be sure to take care of yourselves. And of course, keep those eyes on the skies. <laughs>